Hello, you're listening to Our Walk, the podcast which has real people telling their real stories about a real God. My name's Luke. My name's Steve. And this week we are joined with Michael. Ah, so Steve, how are you today? I'm alright, I'm pretty good. God is good, so I am good. How are you? Amen. I am good as well, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really good because this week we are joined by someone who is dear to my heart, our guest for this week. Now the thing is with me, um, when I was a teenager, my brother, my younger brother, who's about a year and a bit younger than me, he had a lot of friends Since then, as we've gotten older, those friends have all become my friends, and he rarely (laughs) talks to them anymore, and they've all become such great friends of mine, and that's Michael. Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing really good, thank you. Yeah, that's all truth, and I uh, appreciate you saying I'm so dear to you. Yeah, no, you you are. You're one of my greatest friends. I I, I just love you, which is why when me and Steve met up to talk about season two, I was one of the first people, I think probably the third person I mentioned was, what about my mate Michael? You know, he'd be great on this show, and uh, just to hear your story. Um, you're an inspiring person, you really are. You're two oh. years younger than me, I think, and you, you inspire me um, sometimes. So, oh, wow, you know, thank you so much. No, that, that no genu- a lot. genuinely, you do. So, as we do with every week, actually, before I'm going to get into that, I'm just going to do a little plug on where people can find us. You can find us on Facebook, just type in Our Walk, follow us on Twitter at Our Walk Pod. If you'd like to get in contact with us, if you have any questions or you'd like to be part of the show or you just want to give some positive feedback or whatnot you can email us ourwalkpod at gmail.com and we have our own website where you'll be able to listen to every episode uh, read blogs that we post on there and there are much more things to come on that website just type in ourwalkpod.com so if you're listening to the this podcast for the first time this is how it works we split up every episode into three parts part number one is all about childhood upbringing family life school life uh, teenage years part two is all about moments of encountering god or a specific moment that cemented your faith and part three is all about what has changed in your life in your personality in your character since encountering god and then we have a fourth part which is prayer requests and an outro so we'll start with part one michael can you tell us what you were like as a kid um, okay, sure. Um, the thing is, I'm, I'm actually a really bad person for this because my memory is terrible. <laughs> so I'll, <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, as a kid, I think I was generally quite happy, generally yeah. um, uh, quite an, an outgoing kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, yeah, try and, try and find friends. I was good at making friends, I think. Um, still are. Thank you. Um, (laughs) um, I think I was always that kid in school who, you know, if there was a new kid, um, you know, and then they'd try and find someone to kind of get alongside them. I was that kid quite a few times, um, especially in primary school. So, yeah, I think... Oh, that sounds like a, like a bit of a boast. I I, I didn't really even mean it to sound like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, that that was kind of me. I, uh, I love football. Really loved football as a kid. Um, uh, that was sort of partly due to my dad. He, you know, he enjoyed football, and um, my friends all loved football at school. So, yeah, we played regularly. Reveal that your dad was a professional football. No, player. that would be fantastic. <laughs> I was like, oh my That'd god, be great. this is exciting. <laughs> That'd be great. No, my dad's actually Alan Shearer. No. Wow. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I love football. I played um, for a club outside of school, and I was awful. Uh, I played for the C team. I think it was the only C team in Reading. Um, and my dad was the manager for a little while, um, and that was that was really good fun. Um, we were terrible. We lost every game apart from two, and I was at neither of the games which we didn't lose. <laughs> so, you know, that was... But it was good fun. It was all good fun. Um, you know, my dad was there, and they were supportive, and, yeah, the, my family were really great when I was growing up That's as well. Good. So how many members are there in your uh, family? So it's... Uh, Not an extended family. No, sure. Yeah, forever. Um, 52. <laughs> so my mum and my dad, and uh, I have an older brother who's uh, six and a half years older than me. Right. Um, so there's a bit of a bit of a difference there, and when we were growing up, that was definitely um, more of a pain than certainly what it is now. I bet. Uh, yeah, lots of mostly me being jealous of what he could have that obviously I couldn't. Right. You know, six and a half years difference when you're five or six is, is massive. I bet, what yeah. what you can do when you're 13 compared to what you can do when you're... I had it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm six years older than my next brother, and then eight, and then ten, so yeah. I was that brother that you would have been jealous of. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah, you don't... You obviously don't understand at that age that why um, when you're older you get to have certain things, and, and when you're younger you don't. But, um, yeah, you come back to realise that actually my parents are probably doing the right thing um, by, you know, not letting me have a phone when I was seven or something like that. And Yeah. Mm, probably for the best. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what kind of, in your, in your upbringing, in your family dynamic, did you have any godly Christian aspect? Or? Um, so I grew up as a Catholic. Um, went to Mass every Sunday, um, which was... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, it was boring as a kid, but mm. I think that that's quite a common thing for, for most kids who, who kind of, I don't know, maybe grew up in any kind of religion. I'd say most people who I've known who've gone to some kind of church as a kid found church boring. Um, I mean, there are some who, you know, enjoyed Sunday school and that kind of thing, and, you know, Sunday school is definitely aimed to make church more interesting and more approachable, um, not more more approachable, more applicable for mm. younger um, kids. Um, and there was a Sunday school at the Catholic Church, so I knew all the stories, knew all the Bible stories. It just didn't really mean anything, um, and I guess it it doesn't really much as a kid. Mm. Um, so, what age um, did you? What age were you when you, when you stopped? What, Sorry, let me re reword it because my mind's having a bit of a blank moment where I'm just speaking gibberish. But um, what age were you when you stopped going to Sunday Mass and the Catholic Church? So um, that takes me that takes me quite far. Um, I don't know just really what, whether this should be part of the the next part really. two. Yeah, just just the age, like what um, roughly. So I was fourteen, fifteen. Okay, so you've had some. And you were going every week till that point, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, cool. Um, so, what was that like? Like, okay, what was that like, going to a Catholic school? Mm. Did that sort of affect your sort of school life? Like, like, or social life outside of church? Like, people knew you were going to that. Um, um, did people know that and did it have an effect? It didn't didn't have any effect, certainly. No. Certainly at primary school, um, it's not not a problem I was no. going to a Catholic primary school and then um, 
I went to English Martyrs Primary School and then English Martyrs Catholic Church. A lot of the kids were kind of the same. Okay. Yeah. So I, I knew a few of them from Sunday school and that kind of thing. And so, you know, there wasn't really any kind of stigma around that. Mm. Whereas I imagine certain other kids going to uh, non-faith-based schools, that might have been the case. Um, no, for me it was quite easy, quite comfortable. So school life for you was okay? Like, let's just stick with primary school. Was yeah. that fine? Like, yeah. How did you find school? Like, Generally, uh, I was fine. I remember. Um, so when I was first going to school in early years, I I know that the kids don't really tend to do much work in that kind of year, but um, I would just cry if I was giving given any kind of work. <laughs> I would just cry. <laughs> so I'd enjoy all the the playtime, but if I was given any kind of work, I would I'd just cry my way through. It's like five times a day. It's like right no. science, ah! and it's still the same today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that can't have been. I, I'm surprised that um, I managed to sort of get my way through that. Eventually, I did start learning some things in school. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had some I had some really good teachers in primary school actually. Um some of my favourite teachers still. We had um an Australian teacher called Mr. Slattery in year four. Mm. And I don't know, he was just he was really fun. He made learning really fun. Um and that, that really helps when you've got when you've got a teacher like that. Mm. Yeah. Um but also in primary school I um had a difficult time in year five of learning about um my dad's gambling addiction. Right. So that was that was tough. So I, I came down one, it was a Saturday or a Sunday morning, just down from my bedroom. And, um, like, my mum wasn't there, and I was I was a bit confused. Um, because, like, there'd been no kind of signs that she'd... She hadn't said anything about going out or whatever, thought maybe she'd gone shopping or something like that. And my dad had kind of said, yeah, she's gone to your grandparents. I was kind of like, oh, that's a bit confusing she's not she's not you should usually take one of us you know yeah. if we're going to see them together um and then my dad kind of explained about his addiction um with that for kind of as long as they've been married uh, which was like maybe about 20 years no it must have been, yeah about maybe 20 25 years at that point um so and how, it was hard how old you when he told you um I must have been nine, ten, <coughs> ten. So did you say. understand it? Like no, not at all. No, not at all. Um, I thought I did. My immediate response is forgiveness, kind of like, oh, it's fine. Like yeah. that's, oh, don't worry. You know, it's all okay. I still love you. Um, I think if I'm honest, like growing up, um, my dad was kind of the fun one. Right. Yeah. Um, Whereas my mum was sort of... Because she was there and around more, she worked at the school that I was at. Um, you know, she would more be one who's, like, enforced rules and that kind of thing. Whereas I only got to see my dad sort of a certain amount of time a day. Um, and I can understand that you need you need both when you're growing up. And I, I see the kind of um, need for that. And I am thankful that my mum was, was strict and kind of set some rules in place. Um, but at the time, you don't understand that as a t- ten-year-old, you want kind of all that you want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was definitely uh, a difficult time. So I say that I yeah I didn't I didn't really understand what was happening. I think 
Um, yeah, again, my immediate sort of response was just to kind of say, oh, it's fine, you know. Yeah, well, he's a dad as well. Going. Yeah, exactly. You kind of want to keep things going okay. And yeah. so um, that was okay for then. They, my mum and my dad sat down and they agreed that they were kind of, they would stay together. Um, but that my dad was like on his last chance, nice. basically, if it kind of happened again. Um, then they they wouldn't be together anymore. Um, but I was like, it's fine, he's not going to do it again. Hmm. He's not going to do it again. And then, obviously, I think it was about six months later he did. Um, you know, and that was, that was really hard. Um, I went through some counselling because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was the broke up um it was weird because he was still living in a house for a little while after that mm, yeah um and that was kind of a tricky dynamic okay. yeah. uh yeah it it was really odd um but then yeah eventually he moved out somewhere um i still i still see him now yeah but we would get to see him at least kind of if if it wasn't on the weekends then it was like some other point during the week you know maybe an evening or something mm. um yeah, I feel like I've rambled on about that no, for a bit. Rambled on as much as you want. Yeah, so that's difficult. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's let's move on. Let's try and rumble on to part two, okay. shall we? Then yeah, sure. Try and find the positive. <laughs> yes. Well, a positive note to talk about. So yeah, I guess we'll end part one here, and we'll be back after the break. Part two. We're back for part two. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so part two is the part of the podcast where we talk about kind of when God became real to you, when you encountered him for the first time, when you kind of, your faith kind of came alive rather than being something that either wasn't there or was bubbling away underneath. So at what point in your life did God kind of become real to you? Do you have a, a moment or a series of moments? Or Yeah, I, I think there was probably a moment really um and um okay i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give a bit of a lead up to it yeah so, don't worry you know, do what you want um get the tension going and all the Ooh. with all the listeners <laughs> <laughs> um, so i'd been i had made a, a few friends at secondary school um i'd fallen out with a couple of other with a particular group and there were a couple of guys, John and Lewis, who you'll both know, John Wright and yeah. Lewis Kelly. Lewis we had in season one. Yes. John Wright will never have on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, no, listen, I say that because he wants to be on the show. We'll definitely have him on one day, but yeah, I just like, I just like um, being mean to him. Well, no, I just uh, have a relationship with him at the moment. I'm just mean to him, but I love him really. Love you, John, if you're listening. Um, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. Um, yes, yeah, so I'd, I'd gotten on sort of with those two and they'd been coming to um, Lifespring, which um, I, I don't know how much, how much that is actually mentioned here, but... Um, well, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I presume it's mentioned, it's mentioned quite a, a lot, bit. yeah. <laughs> Surprising. Um, yeah, um, they'd kind of started inviting me to, um, like, social events, things like going to the beach with like the youth there mm -hmm. um, and I think there was like a couple of like going swimming in different places um, yeah anyway there were fun stuff for kind of like, uh, the youth here 
and I'd gone to a few of them after kind of just sort of um, like ignoring <laughs> ignoring their requests for a while mm. um, and then eventually they invited me to uh, like a youth alpha course um, which for you know anyone listening who might not know what an alpha course is kind of uh, gives you an idea about what kind of a Christian believes and kind of gets down to some really um, deep questions um, on yeah what, what it is that, that a Christian would believe mm. um, and I found that so interesting I found that really really interesting and I kind of wanted to know more so I started I was invited to a cell group um, here and one particular cell group um, just sort of something really was eating away at me so uh, at the start of that, at the start of that cell group, Lewis, um, again mentioned from <laughs> um, series one, played a song by Jesus Culture called Jesus Saves. Oh, nice. Yeah. Classic. Great classic song. Um, and that, that kind of bothered me because it was almost, it wasn't against what I believed when I was growing up as a Catholic or what I'd known. But it was certainly different. Yeah. Um, it kind of hadn't really occurred to me that, that that was why Jesus had died and that kind of thing. Um, and then it kind of sunk back into the background. And then uh, James, who was the cell leader, uh, was speaking... Season one. Season... Oh, is he also in season, season one? Season one, episode ten. Oh, there you go. <laughs> is it actually episode 10? Yeah. That's an impressive memory. <laughs> that is good. Lewis season one, episode three. <laughs> wow. Um, the biggest I Walk fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> one of the hosts. <laughs> biggest fan. Um, yeah. Uh, so James uh, was talking about baptism and, you know, if you believe, then you need to be baptised and... I've kind of been wondering about, well, what what is it that I do believe? Is it that I believe that Jesus can save me? And that was really, it was really too strong to kind of just ignore. Mm. I ended up calling him into, kind of calling him into his office. That sounds really formal. Um, can I have a word? But just, uh, yeah, I basically <laughs> said, oh, James, do you mind just sort of having a, having a chat? And he was, he was fine with that and sort of had a little bit of a chat and kind of discussed um, a bit about what it is to be saved and whether I can be saved and it kind of got to the point where I was like you know what I believe this and there was it felt like a like a big moment um, yeah <laughs> um, so I ended up um, praying praying to ask for forgiveness for my sins mm -hmm. um, yeah I think I think most people, I would say, get get one moment where they realise that actually they're sinful yeah. um, before they become a Christian. Um, and then there's that kind of awful moment where you realise how bad you are. Um, but then this is, this is like the opposite of that moment because, yeah, I'm this awful person, but then Jesus has done this to save me. Like, there's nothing I can do that can repay that, but... Um, you know, all he asks is for me to live my life mm. in a way that would um, that would honour him, and that's a lot to ask. But it's um, not a lot considering what what he's done for us. Absolutely, yeah. So, 
your your moment was in James's office, was it? It was in James's <laughs> office in Ralph Lane. Yeah, That's amazing. So you know, you know, is Jesus Saves the same song that had it, its words changed to Jesus Raves? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've heard Jesus Jesus Raves. Raves. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard a version of the song where it says Jesus Raves. It's like they've youthified it into some... I don't know. Oh, um, oh, I don't know about that. that. Youthified. Shows the importance of words, really, because if he brought the Jesus Raves song, you'd be like, what? Yeah, that wouldn't have been... Never have given your life to God. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's, that's an amazing story. So would you say... I mean, that was the moment that your faith kind of came alive and you... yeah definitely I think I think there are obviously you know you go through periods seasons generally is is the kind of term we tend to use Christian in Christian phrase. yeah <laughs> in Christian circles of, of ups and downs and um, of course there have been there have been ups and there have been downs since then um, but yeah I, I think one particular then moment since then has been I was just I was I was gradually sort of sliding away from things you know starting to become less involved with um, things in the church that I'm at now and um, just sort of not sure what it was that I believed and kind of forgotten um, you know forgotten what, what it was like for especially for that that moment that I'd had like I said in James's office and um, knowing what it was that I truly believed um, but I <clears throat> I sort of I looked at what I, I looked at what I had believed before and wondered really whether it was worth living any other life and I, I kind of came to the conclusion that it, it wasn't really actually the, the, the life I live really only has meaning for me personally um, because of Christ. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, with your, like, family at, at this time, um, when your parents had split, split up, were yeah, sure. you still going to Sunday Mass at the Catholic Church? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, going back a little bit. It's so. an odd one. So, so <clears throat> my dad was definitely the one, sort of, even from growing up, that um, he would be the one who was kind of making sure that we were going to the mass right. every week yeah. um, and when my parents split up my mum decided a little while after to go to uh, a different church mm-hmm. um, Catholic? no sorry not no. a Catholic church okay. um, it's Coley Baptist Church for anyone who's in Reading and knows it but yeah um, but yeah sort of more of an evangelical um, style Christian church um, and that was something we'd spoken about and I'd I wanted to do I wanted to do that as well but I felt my dad was quite a strict if you like Catholic yeah mm-hmm. so I was nervous about telling him um, about that so I ended up going from mass for a little while um, yeah like I said so my parents split up and around when I was about 11 mm-hmm. and I continued going to mass till like I said I was about 14, 14. which is just after Sorry, just after I um, uh, came to that moment in James's office, yeah. I mentioned earlier. So, would you say just quick yes or no answers, then I'll lead to the next question. Okay. Uh, would you now in life, your mother is a Christian? Yes. So, um, um, quick answer again. 
did she become a Christian sort of around the same time that moment in James's office for you, or was it a bit before then? No. No. I. Uh, can I find? Yeah, you? no. Go, go, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm think... not trying to rush. No, I'm just no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, she has felt like she was a Christian for a while before that. Okay. Um, and I think that that was it. Was just kind of um, not being fed. Right. From from where she was at mm-hmm. the Catholic Church, but um, now it's been been fed. Because the que- the question I wanted to ask now was since you both have the sort of same faith now, you mm. and your mother, and you explained in part one that you know, your dad was always a fun one, your mother was always a, mm. a bit strict. So I, the relationship there between you and your mother was probably a bit more distant than with you and your father. Yeah. How is both of you coming to know who God is and having the same faith in him, how has that changed your relationship with your mother? That is a really good question. Because I, I almost hadn't put it down to that. Mm. Um, like, did you notice anything sort of different in the house? I'm kind of stepping in part three territory here, mm. but we'll talk a bit more about you, yourself, how you've changed. But for this question, how it sort of changed that dynamic? In yeah, the sure. I think I think at the time I kind of put it down to I'm living with my mum. Mm. And so, you know, the relationship's going to change. I'm going to, you know, get to get to know her better. That sounds yeah. so odd when talking about my mum. Mm. But yeah, I, I definitely things with my mum are, are so much better um, now. Yeah, we're, we're really quite open with each other. Um, and yeah, things are really positive. And I think some of that is definitely down to um, that shared faith and that um, shared, yeah, beliefs. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, last question before we end part two. So yeah. Unless you've got any more stuff. No, no, I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm a keen listener at this point. <laughs> no, it's not. Last episode we had Kate, and I didn't feel like I was talking much. So this episode, I'm getting you yeah. back now. <laughs> Revenge isn't a Christian yeah. thing, <laughs> but it's a my thing. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so you've explained like that moment with uh, you, you. You talked to James about and stuff. Yeah. Um, were there any other sort of moments after that, or that have been in your life where? Because you hear a lot of people when they talk about encountering God or um, moments of feeling like the Holy Spirit's running through them, they have a, a, a feeling of something, like a euphoric moment. Was was there an, a moment like that for you? Obviously, that doesn't have to be because we're all different and God works in us differently, but was there ever a moment where you felt sort of really empowered? Maybe it was by worship, prayer, or a word, you know, that it wasn't just you logically thinking, do you know what, I've got to change my ways, where you just actually felt something is like oh you know I, I have got to change my ways or, or something like that I've got to be honest I don't think that there is no. um, nothing sticks out and I feel like something like that would, would stick out no, in my definitely. mind yeah. um, because that's quite interesting when you agree Steve that you know again most people are like oh yeah I had this amazing feeling which is great not saying that's bad at all it's the same for me I had a went on an account weekend and I just felt like whoa something's happening but for someone to actually actually like make an active choice you know thinking to themselves right I'm changing my ways without having a moment like that mm. that's quite impressive I'd say mm. you know so yeah kudos to you <laughs> thank you very much sir <laughs> so yeah I think that's where we'll end part two uh, we'll come back and see sort of what's changed in your life since these moments um 
and yeah, so we'll see you all, or hear, you'll hear us in a little while. Okie dokie, so part three, we're here, we are enjoying life, and yeah, really enjoying hearing your story. So part three is where we ask what's changed in you since you met God and your faith kind of boomed and, you know, so, well, a good point to start is did your faith boom or was it more of a gradual rise as you consciously... Um, I, I would say um, by the story I'm about to tell, there was definitely a gradual rise. Okay. Um, in after, so uh, yeah, if you guys were listening to part two, which I hopefully you were. Well, it'd be a bit um, if they're just like, do you know what? I'm going to start off with part three. <laughs> that would be very strange. Yeah, skip part two. That's boring. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you have skipped part two, well, no, it wasn't boring. No, Steve. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Oh, uh, now I feel bad. <laughs> Don't you feel should. bad. It's fine. <laughs> I was joking. Um, if you haven't skipped part two, <laughs> then you'll have already heard how I became a Christian. Yeah. Um, and within the week after that, um, I'd been dealing with this this guy at school who was just really constantly kind of uh, constant digs mm. uh, at me, and it was kind of all just you know banter, um, but. You know, after a while, it just it wasn't funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I saw this moment where um, we were actually in, in class, um, in a science class, and we were supposed to be doing some kind of experiment. Um, but he was kind of um, <laughs> in this corner, and I ended up punching him in the face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this was, wait, this was after you'd given your This was, yeah, about four yeah. days after. <laughs> Um, he didn't hit me back, which was good. <laughs> he called me a lot of names. Right. Um, so I, I, I think that that definitely doesn't... Did you punch him in the face because he was in the corner? I like, think what? it helped. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shouldn't really love No, we shouldn't. <laughs> love you really, Callum Fox Spence. Oh, will he be listening? I don't know, probably oh. not. <laughs> Send it to him, direct. <laughs> Listen to this. Shout out. Um, anyway, yeah, carry on. <laughs> yes, so that, that kind of suggests that there wasn't necessarily that immediate boom where I was sort of going out and evangelising to all my friends and said I chose to punch one of them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I don't know, for some people it does take time to kind of then okay, okay, I believe this, but then what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean for me day to day? Um, and so yeah, you, you kind of go through that that journey. Definitely, I mean, you know, it, it lasts for for ages. It, yeah. it's, it's ongoing, um, but sort of the first steps are difficult, and you're trying to find your way and um, trying to really understand what the Bible says as well. And then you're trying to get help from other people, but yeah, the people were generally quite good. The people around me were, were yeah. So you had a good sort of a community. And yeah, sort of I think support so. Group to help you going in your faith and growing in it. Yeah, I think it really helped having um, John and Lewis at school, who were yeah. kind of constants as well. You know, we kind of felt like we did support each other. Mm. Um, yeah, even though at the times it was obviously difficult for various reasons, but yeah. 
So it's obviously your faith has grown from punching him in the face to yeah. now. To I'd hope now I don't, know, don't I see don't. a person in the corner of a room and think, I'm going to punch him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it depends if they've annoyed me for the past uh, two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So Luke, don't go in the corner of a room. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, so I, I guess the question is, you know, if you compared yourself now to what you were like before you'd made that decision mm. to, you know what kind of changes would you would would you expect people to see um i think so may, maybe this was uh, hinted at through me punching someone in the face i'm gonna try and not mention that as much as possible now uh, for the remainder of the podcast <laughs> um but i had quite generally quite a short fuse um that generally is is a lot better. I can't say that definitely is, you know, absolutely gone, but um, my my fuse is a lot longer. Mm, <laughs> um, right. I don't have qu- quite such a short uh, short temper, which I definitely did before. I used to, uh, used to find myself getting angry for about 30 seconds or so and then apologising profusely <laughs> to someone who I'd attempted to hit or shouted at or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, but yeah, since then I've definitely become a lot more patient a lot calmer um yeah i think i think that's been one of the main things mm. um so um as we sort of talked about in previous podcasts and stuff when you make that sort of step in faith that you're like yes i'm going to be um committed and and build this relationship up with me and god unfortunately the world we live in is not um it's not an easy ride you know stuff still gets in the way and stuff what kind of challenges since um, committing yourself to the Lord have you had to sort of face what, what kind of struggles have there been yeah I mean I could name a few yeah <laughs> <laughs> I could name a few it's definitely it's definitely no easy ride um, with or without God mm. um, but I'd much rather do things with him absolutely yeah um, so definitely there have been some mental health issues mm. which you know, unfortunately, it's still the case today. Um, yeah, they really started at when I went to I went to university. Uh, what two or three years ago? Right. Yeah, it must be three years ago. Um, and just kind of living on my own really got to me. Um, I didn't enjoy the studying. Um, it was kind of away from home, feeling homesick, having to also deal with kind of um, my my diabetes is a kind of another thing but having to deal with that for the first time really on my own yeah um, you know I'd always kind of had quite a bit of help from my mum not really realised how much she'd helped yeah um, yeah that was that was tough I living on on my own um, for the first time having to deal with depression was yeah really hard really hard mm. um yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what so, to say about that. Let's just say there are people listening, because one of the aims that me and Steve do these podcasts is for um, people that are listening can sometimes relate to someone. Yeah, um, either they're like, oh, they've got the same interests as me, or they're going through uh, a tricky time similar to what I'm going through at the moment. Uh, for those people listening that have depression or some sort of mental health issues, anxiety and stuff like that, obviously it's, it's tough. Um, mm. and there's nothing to say you, you can't have those things and um, 
not have a relationship with God as well. Yeah. Um, you do. You have a relationship yeah. with God, but there are still some tough moments. Yeah. So if someone was listening to this podcast right now and they're going through like having a, a panic attack or just a really dark moment, mm-hmm. what would you say to them to that has sort of helped you carry on in your faith during these process uh, these times? I think I think one the the general advice I'd give for someone with um struggling with mental health issues specifically if they're going through a particular uh, difficult patch is just reach out to someone reach out to someone who you trust one person can really help um, yeah I, I think that that is the one thing I would say um, and that person can be God you know what sometimes that is the last thing you want to do and I'll be honest about that sometimes that's the last thing I wanted to do was to go to God in prayer but Actually, he knows struggles. Um, he knows what we go through as uh, humans. So, yeah, I'd say reach out to someone, and if that can be, yeah, if that can be someone you can trust, that that's obviously the best thing. Um, oh, I've lost my thought process. I've lost my thought train thought train is that the thing (laughs) that's definitely a thing (laughs) Um, my train of thought that's the word the word of it Um, you were saying particularly about faith so yeah particularly about faith like okay so rewording the question don't think of it as sort of giving a message to someone who's listening mm. just me asking you okay how because <laughs> i understand that might be a bit like oh well, i'm talking to someone else now yeah um but no just you're talking to me and steve right here right now um how do you what do you put into place in your life to keep your faith going and how has that helped you through these tough times yeah i think um one thing i got um, going to the church I go to now I became quite close to um, someone who's actually now my fiance's older brother oh, right. um, he was an apprentice at the, the church that I'm going to and um, yeah I actually got to know him better before I started to get to know her which seems a bit, I don't know whether that seems a bit you know no, awkward, I, you know. I knew my wife's brothers before I knew my wife. So. No, there you, go. there you go. That seems all right then. Um, yeah, and we sort of getting to know him better was really good, and we came to a point where we were realizing that we were both rubbish, kind of doing our quiet times, which are which can be really important for Christians. Um, I think I think they are really important. Mm. I say it can be. I think yeah. I think they are yeah. really important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we kind of. Uh, came up with this idea of um, being accountable for each other's quiet time so we would say right we're both going to pray at 10 o'clock say in the evening before we went to bed and then we'll pray for five ten minutes however long it is and then we'll both read a passage and we'll just send a little message to each other to say this is a summary of what I read you know and then maybe you know if you can think of some some reason that that's um, applicable to you in your situation or um, why that's amazing you know there are lots of the bible has amazing bits about it and um, you know that show God's power or um, show his forgiveness and you know lots of various things um, so we've been we've been doing that we I still do that we've been doing that for yeah 
three, three and a half years. Mm. Um, and that's been just really helpful because there are times where you just kind of go, oh, I can't be bothered, it's fine, I'll just go a day without it. But when you've got someone there who's saying, no, do it, then you've kind of, you've got that and then you kind of go, yeah, right, I should be doing this, I'll do it. Mm. Um, so I, th- I think that's helpful, kind of keeping that consistency, um, even when life isn't quite so consistent mm. because life changes for various things. But keeping that consistency, keeping up that relationship with God, um, yeah, I think that helps. Hello, welcome back, uh, part four. So, Michael, this is the part where we ask our guests whether they would like prayer, and they always say yes, which is good. <laughs> and we also ask them what they want prayer for, so w- me and Luke can pray for them, and also people listening can pray as well. So Yeah, great, thank you. Any prayer requests? Um, yes, please. <laughs> um, well, you've got a whole list now, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait a second, let me yeah. just... Um get my folder out (laughs) Uh, um, yeah I think um, I mentioned briefly my fiance earlier I ask for you to pray for our relationship as we um, come to get married next year which is very exciting Um, yes yes April April next year Um, so yeah very exciting but um, yeah that that we'd um, you know keep God at the centre of our relationship that's something that we can find difficult. I think that that is something that Christian relationships can, you know, struggle with. Um, yeah, so that, that's one thing. Another thing would be, yeah, my ongoing mental health issues, that, that, would, that would be something that, that gets easier and not more difficult. You know, it's not, it's not always going to be an easy ride. It's not hopefully always going to be challenging. Um, but, yeah, that, that I would... Yeah, I suppose that I would always be able to continue to come to God through that, even with that. I suppose those are the main two, really. Do you have um, any more? You and me? I don't think don't, so. It's not like too greedy yeah. to have more than <laughs> two you can, prayers. You can get a phone girl <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> I didn't actually bring it with me today. No, okay. Um, no, I, th- I think I think that's that's good. Yeah. I'd um, I'd be happy for um, you cool. to pray about that. That'd be great. great so. Well, that would be our honour our pleasure thank you um, so thank you for sparing the time today to tell us your story it's been fascinating and you know really I think it would be really helpful for other people to hear from you know someone with your struggles and life and I think that's part of why the reason we do this is inspiring and give giving people someone to relate to and see that you can get through it and have a relationship with God so thank you Uh, And to the listeners, before we say goodbye, I just want to remind you that you can get in touch with us through all kinds of things. You can go on Facebook and search Our Walk. You can find us on Twitter at Our Walk Pod. You can email us with uh, praise, with requests, with questions, with criticisms, with anything you want. OurWalkPod at gmail.com. And we have a spanking new website, which is very lovely ourwalkpod.com we upload every episode we upload blogs and there is more to come so go to ourwalkpod.com and browse to your heart's content (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, God. Bye. 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 Bye.